everybody. Welcome to another episode of Sex, Love, and Injectables. I am your host, Heather, and I am so glad that you're here listening to us tonight. It's going to be a little bit different than what you're used to. We're going to talk about something a little more heavy, uh, but hopefully in an effort to shed more light on something that's very important that needs to be talked about. So I have special guests with me today that are going to help me with this subject because it's not the easiest thing to talk about. So I'd like to introduce first off my right hand man, Jessica Batson, aka hey. the brow queen of Fort Worth. I have passed the torch on to you. Thank you very much. I take it with grace. She really, you do. Oh, and then also Savannah, AKA the Dallas esthetician. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Okay. So I'm so glad to have you girls on here. So we I had a plan. I had a plan to bring these girls on tonight to talk about how estheticians and injectors collaborate together and how you should have one of each in your treatment plan squad. But then I woke up today and I, I woke up in this super dark cloud of funk that I like to call my regularly programmed depression. And I realized that with 2020, there is a lot more incidence of mental health issues. And I feel like this is something that needs to be talked about. And, you know, I just kind of poked, I just kind of poked at it on my Instagram and asked some questions to my followers and realized that this is a huge problem. And so I want, I want to try to normalize mental health issues so that people know that they're not alone because I feel like it's, it's even more of an issue now mm-hmm. during this pandemic oh, than sure. ever before. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of people that think they're alone, but I also think that there's a lot of people out there that see, you know, influencers like Savannah, who has a huge following <laughs> myself and Jessica, and we post these post and it's literally the highlight reel of our life. We make it look like everything is perfect and that we have our lives together. And in reality, it's, it's not. And so, I, I mean, anybody in this room that doesn't suffer from some kind of mental health issue. Yeah. Yeah. Totally here. I don't have as big of a following as you guys, but I definitely try to, I feel like the filter, um, culture is like really intense right now, especially because they're like fun and they're cute, but like they blur your pores. They get rid of your acne. They don't show your under bag, like under Mm -hmm. eye bags, right? things like that. They put makeup on for you. So then it's like, oh my God, you start loving how you see yourself when you do these filters. And then you see everyone else that you follow doing these filters and looking this certain way. And it's like, when you're on your social media all day and you're scrolling, you're like, Oh, you start getting this bad. Yeah. It's not good. I mean, there's, there's definitely a level of perfection that I don't think is reachable. And I definitely think that that does contribute to the mental health issue. Yeah. Um, but you know, my biggest thing was even today I woke up and Mary's not here today, which I miss her. She's, she's out there somewhere, but I miss her. In your dreams. Oh, there she is. Ah. There she is. Um, But, you know, I reached out to her today because, you know, everybody suffers from mental health issues differently. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's always different for everybody. And so for me, you know, I woke up and I text my best friend because you have to have those support people. And I text her just letting her know, like I woke up not wanting to get out of bed. I didn't want to move. I felt that just pit in the stomach, just dark cloud Mm -hmm. of depression. And I probably go through it like, I don't know, at least once a month. Yeah. And there's no rhyme or reason. I mean, there's definitely triggers for it, but sometimes it's just, sometimes I just wake up and it's there. It just sneaks in and, and it's ugly. And so, you know, I, I, thought about doing a show to cover mental health issues. It's not an easy topic to cover because it is a little bit heavier, but it's necessary. It's necessary. And once I posted questionnaires and polls to gauge people's responses, it became very apparent that this is something that we have to talk about. Yep. And so I appreciate you girls for, cause I, I did, I gave you like a pre-warning, like this is what we're going <laughs> to 
newsflash, we're not going to talk about skincare. We're actually going to talk about mental health. So I appreciate you guys coming on here because I think it's so, so very important that people have that relatability with it. So just to put it into perspective, I'm just going to go through some of the questions that I asked my followers today regarding mental health issues. So my very first question, which I mean, this in itself tells the story of why we're doing this. Do you struggle with anxiety slash depression? 86% of you said yes. And 14% of you said no. And to, for, for my numbers, people, 301 votes for yes, 50 oh, wow. votes for no. Wow. Um, the very next question that I asked was, has it gotten worse or better during the pandemic? 82% of you said that it's gotten worse. 18% said better. How do you manage your depression, anxiety? And I'm just going to read through some of these because I think it's important for, for us to hear how other people are managing this. A, I want to know because there's times that I don't even know how to manage my own depression. Um, some of these are not good coping mechanisms. So I just want to preface this by saying that I am, I am a nurse practitioner. I am not specialized in psychology. So do not take this show for any kind of medical treatment plan. Just take it for a general awareness episode. So we have move every day, get up and get out deep breaths of fresh air, which is, that's, that's hard. Important. That's hard. It's important, it's important but it's hard. And there's studies showing that like, if you go outside, get barefoot on the grass, the ground, I that on TikTok. like yeah. such a thing. Like I did that this atoms. weekend. <laughs> yeah. And I, I live in an apartment downtown. So it's like, really, we don't have a yard. I, and I was at my parents this weekend who they have a beautiful, my dad, like waters, like beautiful St. Augustine grass has like a paradise back there. So like, I found myself being like, you know what? take my shoes off, yeah. like sit in the grass and like, yeah. oh my God, it was beautiful how powerful that was for me this yeah. weekend. So it's kind of a crazy coincidence. That's what we're talking about today. No, I think this is perfect. I remember thinking like, oh my God, I need the earth this. helps so much. Like, I don't know if y'all, I mean, I've talked about this on my personal podcast, but you know, being in the wilderness, I did a wilderness therapy program and the whole like science behind it is like, it's hard to be in like a white hospital and be like in an inpatient program wow. yeah. when you're dealing with something and just see like white walls and like hospital beds. Like it is really difficult. So my parents decided to send me to second nature, which is a wilderness program where you are outside, um, and hiking and, you know, just out in nature. And honestly, like it makes a huge difference. I've done both. And honestly, like wilderness therapy and being like with nature and like stepping outside of like, I don't know, structure mm -hmm. makes such a to, big like, difference. Stuff, but yeah. Yeah. Get out no, of here. No, I think, I think that for me, mountains are so healing. Yeah. So other things that my followers have said basically as their therapy for anxiety, depression. Again, some of these are not good coping mechanisms, drinking, meditation, drugs, church, self-care, medications that are prescribed, sunsets, mindset practice, taking Zoloft, uh, and this is, I mean, I mean that I'm not kidding you guys. I was so emotional going into this because this, this hurts my heart. Um, one person, I don't, I don't really know how to, um, another person medication. I take antidepressants. I force myself to do crafty things. I smoke weed before bed. Um, I laugh a lot. Yoga plus Jesus with an occasional break, try to relax, walk in nature, Avoid drinking when feeling anxious, working out. Um, and I'm going to go through these kind of fast because I did like I got an overwhelming amount of answers, which is another reason why I decided this was a good topic to talk about. Grounding, which mm. you were talking about. Definitely and I have got, like a big hippie side of me, too. Yeah. That I've, I know we've talked I, about before. Yeah. Like, no, but several mm. people mentioned grounding yeah. Um, yeah. exercise. A lot of people said prescription medications. Um Somebody said medication that doesn't help, which is heartbreaking, um, working out, doing for others. Somebody said, I've tried so much. Nothing's working. Try to talk to them 
and see, I think that this person doesn't really suffer, but they were trying to say what they do for their loved one. Uh, medications and vodka, which I mean, Ooh. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I cope in bad ways. Xanax. Ha ha. I don't think that's funny. <laughs> I've done that too. Drops. Just basically like blurs you from what you're really feeling. Yeah. And then once Just it's like gone, it. yeah. it's still the same thing you felt before. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people answered this that just responded and, and people that you would never think suffer from anxiety and depression are answering these questions. And I mean, I'm a lot of smoking weed is on here, Xanax, medication, running, wine, meds, working out boundaries. So like, I literally don't have time to read through all the answers of what everybody sent. But the main point is that there are so many people, including myself that suffer from depression and anxiety. And even though you're seeing these people on Instagram that look like they're having the most perfect life, I think it's so important that you actually take a second to consider that most of these people are going through their own personal struggle, whether it be yep. in mental health or, or something else. But because the show is, is limited to anxiety, depression, I just, I feel like it's important to note that there's a lot of people that suffer with this. And so with that, the reason why I brought Savannah and Jessica on to talk about it is because you know, we are professional women that have worked our butts off to get to where we are, but yet we still suffer from anxiety and depression. So I just want to hear a little bit from you guys about what your anxiety, depression looks like, what you do to manage it. And if you feel like you have it under control. Yeah. So I think the hardest thing is, you know, growing up, I swear it's like as soon as I hit puberty, like all of these things that I never cared about, like, you know, the way I looked, my skin, my hair, like my body, it never phased me until, you know, I went through puberty and it's just, I swear, like girls can feel so, and anyone in general feels so happy and like be a kid. And then once like you hit that middle school age, like everything is just so crucial and you just start looking at yourself like in such a hard light. And we start comparing ourselves to, you know, movie stars and people we see in magazines. And like when I went through college and did like a health women's studies class, I mean, it broke my heart to see like how much like the media has, you know, fed us these images of women with no hair and, you know, women that are just naturally beautiful when they wake up and, you know, being young and like not having any of those things. Like it took such like a significant weight on my mental health and it just got worse as I went on. And it's funny that you say that because sometimes I'm like, why am I in this industry that's full of like, you know, such superficial things that make us feel like we're more worthy or more of a woman or better or, you know, feel happy because we have Botox or we have fake brows or we have fake boobs. Like it's just all of these superficial things that society has made us feel like we have to have to feel worthy. And for me, you know, growing up with all this, I knew I was a caregiver. I knew that I wanted to help people because I couldn't help myself. And that was something that weighed on me so much and why I am in this industry because I, couldn't help myself. So I want to help others. And it's that Virgo energy. Yes. And I maternal. Yes. And I feel like, you know, the industry is, has such a bad reputation of like, Oh, well you're just fixing all these things. But if something hurts you and your heart and like, you know, getting a little cheek filler or Botox or microneedling is going to make you feel good, then freaking do it. And that's how I feel about the industry is like, you can feel like crap all day long, but if like little things in life, like going to walk your dog, getting a little bit of cheek filler, you know, having wine with your significant other at night, like if that's going to help you mentally, like then go do it, girl, like be the best version of yourself that you can be. And like, of course, like if we're going to get really deep and get really serious, like society makes us feel like we have to do these things. And like here we have Heather, an amazing, amazing injector and Jessica who's amazing at brows and me, who's great at skincare. Like 
we're here to help people feel like them their best selves and that's not wrong and it's not contributing to the you know society that's been created but it's helping others feel like they're part of it and like it it is hard like I ask myself every day like why did I go into an industry that is so deemed as superficial because I believe there's more than that. I but, believe that it's like helping other women feel like yeah. the best version of themselves. Like you don't have to change anything, but if you want to, why not have the best and why not have someone that can truly help you achieve those goals and like feel like a happier you. But yeah, I mean, I've struggled with depression. I still struggle with depression. I don't think there is a day where I won't struggle with it, but it's a point of like, finding things in life that make me happy and make me feel like fulfilled and make me feel like I'm making a difference in the world. And with skincare, like I feel like I get that outlet. Well, I think the common denominator between all three of us is the fact that we are changing the wave of this industry. We're not in this industry to try to change who people are. We are trying to put a stop in what that whole stigma is. And, you know, we're not trying to encourage people to reconstruct. We're trying to encourage people to feel beautiful on the inside and the outside yeah, naturally as well. Like, so I think it's cool that us all three, like just a little perspective, like I'm 28, Savannah's 22, you're 34. Like we've all have our different stages in our life. And, um, so I like the opinion, like, I think I like having us all three here. Cause like we all have our own input on that stage. Yeah. Cause it's all different. Like I look at Savannah, I'm like, Oh, <laughs> you're awesome. Like you've gone through so much. You're 22. You have your own business owner. It's so funny. Cause we all were like, Oh my God, I look up to you. Oh my God. I look yeah. Up to you. It's super cool. But like no one shows their weakness on social media and no, like that's the thing. And that's what makes me so upset about our generation and just like how social media is because it's not real. No one's going to post about how bad their boyfriend treated them. No one's going to post about how fat they feel. No one's going to post about like the traumatic things that happen in their life. What they're going to post is their brand new like lip filler and, you know, family portrait where everything looks happy and them eating avocado toast with their golden retriever. Like it is all so fake. And that's why like, I love Heather and I love Jessica because something I do is like, yeah, like it might make some people uncomfortable to talk about, you know, suicide and talk about sadness and talk about mental health, but it's legitimate. And like growing up, nobody talked about this. I thought that I was alone. I went through high school, my entire four years of high school, eating lunch in a bathroom, crying myself to sleep, wondering when this sadness would end. And I did not know anyone else felt this. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Why am I the only person that feels this way. And you're Why not. do I feel so sad? And everyone else is at parties and happy and has that football boyfriend. And like, it wasn't just me, but no one talked about it. And that's why this Heather bringing this to light is so important because people are so ashamed to talk about it. And like, I feel the opposite. I feel blessed to share my experience and share how, like, I still struggle with this. I'm not perfect, but if I can get through it and I literally thought I would never get through it, I thought like my life was just going to end when I was 20 and Mm -hmm. here I am 22 years old, still dealing with it, but understanding that there are people out there to help me. Yeah. It's, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. I always like to say, I wish I had the superpower. It was for one day, if I could just see how everyone else sees me, because I know we've all been there with our, our friends and our clients are like, they're talking shit about themselves. They're like, Oh, I hate this. I hate this. And you're like, Oh my God. Like you're like, so you much hotter than so, me. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, you know, we've all had that moment where like, you need to shut up right now. Like yeah. my rule in my seat, when my clients come in is like, they start talking about the bad about themselves. I, uh, uh-uh, you, you, you stop that right now. Like, yeah. no, yeah. that is not allowed here because like, we're all guilty of it. Yeah. It doesn't and, matter how beautiful, how skinny, oh, no. how 
talented you are. Like we all are such perfectionists. Humans are such perfectionists that I believe like no matter how perfect you are, like you're going to find something about yourself that you absolutely hate and you're going to soak that in and like make yourself so sad. Like, and that's why it makes me so mad when people are like, well, you must be so happy. Like you're 22, like you own your own business. And I'm like, if you only knew how hard it is to live in my own mind, like you would think so differently. Everybody, what people have to understand is that everybody is living through a struggle. And that's why I put a lot of focus on being kind to people because I'm not, I'm not going to lie you guys. I we all need a little bit of grace. Oh my gosh. Always. I mean, like, you know, it's, it's an ebb and a flow. Life is ebb and a flow. And for me last week was so hard that I even like, I text my best friend who's also my nurse practitioner. And I was like, I'm going to start my antidepressant again. And she was like, I think you should. And, and then I reached out to my friends and just kind of gave them a like snippet of what my week was like. And they were like, Oh my gosh, you had a shit week. And you know, it just, it puts it into perspective that, you know, we're all going through life and whether we make it look like it's a phenomenal experience or whether it looks like shit and we're like, you know, keyboard warriors talking about what we're going through. Yeah. Either way, we're all going through some shit and I'm not going to lie. Like some of the most unhappy people I've ever met are some of the people that make themselves look so happy happy on social media. And for me, it's a facade. It's such a facade. And and I'm going to be really vulnerable with you guys right now. The most, like come to Jesus moment that I've ever had. And, and this was a long time ago. So don't be concerned, even though I appreciate your concern, but one of the most come to Jesus moments that I've ever had was, you know, post-divorce. I, you know, I, I don't have a relationship with my family. I, you know, went through a lot of stuff growing up. I went through eating disorders. I went through, you know, a failed marriage. There's a, it's, it's heavy. Like, very, very heavy. And I remember like waking up one morning, browsing my computer and finding my suicide note to everybody. And, and this is something that like, I would never share unless I felt like it would help somebody. But i I literally found my suicide note that said, pick me, read me. And obviously that got my attention. And, you know, and the night before was a night that I had drank and I was very upset and, and not very stable. And I read this out loud and it, it literally was me saying goodbye to every person and, you know, confirming my faith. And, and it was at that moment that I was like, I need to get help. And I feel like there's so many people out there that are, alone and what they're suffering through. And I feel like by me telling you my story that it might help somebody realize that they're not alone. So I hope that that's not, I don't know. No, I hope that's, that that's not that brought tears to my eyes. Cause during because, COVID, mm-hmm. like I know people I've worked with, there's been somebody that accidental overdose during COVID quarantine and somebody that actually killed himself. Yeah. So like, that's like, happening now. I think if anything, this is like the most important time to talk about this because people are quarantined, they're mask wearing, they're not being around their friends. They're not, you know, everyone's scared. This yeah. is never, whether political, whatever, all that crap, yeah. like you can believe what you want to believe, but this is a hard time for everybody. It's the first time yeah. we've ever had to deal with this. So like, we don't know how to deal with it. No, we don't. Like no one there's, does. There's not, this that, is unprecedented. There's so, not a lot of resources out there. there and, isn't. You know, unfortunately I reached out to the wrong person and basically it, it, it was not helpful, but you know, I'm a huge advocate for if you are struggling with something like this, I, I, I would never normally look in the mirror and, and be like, Oh my gosh, I, I would never consider myself that person that would just give up on life. But for whatever reason that night, I felt like I don't have family. I don't have you know, real friends, even though I do, Mm -hmm. I, I have this facade of a career that everybody looks up to, but I feel at that moment, I feel so empty. And, um, and so I just, I felt like it was really important 
whether it be God or just, I just, I felt like this was something that we needed to talk about. So Savannah, she brought up a poem that she wrote and I feel like a lot of us are artists in our own ways. I also <laughs> wrote a poem. Yes. So I feel like we should have poetry yeah. reading session. I will read then, you my poems, yeah, girl. Yeah. But yeah. Basically you guys, I'm on Zeloft. I'm not ashamed. I take 200 milligrams a day, have since I was 15 years old. That's something I tell my clients like while they're numbing before microneedling, I'm like, hang on, God, take my Zoloft because I truly believe that we need to normalize mental health and normalize depression because I think more people in the world are depressed and have anxiety than they are like completely a hundred percent fine. Like the world we live in, like it's hard and like it breaks my heart that people, you know, don't, talk about it. And especially when I was in high school and like, I know for you guys that are a little bit older than me, like it was even worse than it was for me because it was a, it was frowned upon. Like you were weak. If you had depression, like you weren't a woman, you weren't a man. And like, for me in high school, like I was called crazy. Like after I went through all my depression, I tried to kill myself three times in high school and I was called crazy. That's what they said. They, and I thought when I came back from like my camp that they'd be like, Oh my God, like I didn't realize how much I really hurt this person and my words hurt them. But no, they said I was crazy and went to a mental Institute. Like it was really hard coming back from that because I, you know, really found myself from it. But anyways, this is a poem that I wrote when I was a freshman in college. Um, and I mean, it brings tears to my eyes. I'm shocked that I found it because I mean, there were days where I didn't think I'd see another day. There were days where I didn't want to go forward. There were days that you know, I didn't love myself and I still have those days. Of course, it's not as bad as it was, but it is real, you guys, and it needs to be talked about. So I'm going to read this for y'all. I remember being 16 and distraught and the only thing I believed in was death. I learned my happiness couldn't be bought and I yearned to breathe my last breath. I remember the violet pills and every fake smile it will get better, they said. But this feeling stayed for a while. I had never felt so numb, so dead. I remember when the light in my eyes disappeared, when my laughter was just a memory. No one had heard it for years. And the pills always failed to fix me. I remember lying on a cold bathroom floor, praying for my world to end, my father busting down the locked door, and my mother screaming, let us in. I remember the flashing lights. I remember my darkest nights. I remember my mother holding me tight. I remember telling myself that everything was going to be all right. I remember the day I found myself again when the light in my eyes reappeared and I could not hold my laughter in. I found the girl who was lost for years. And y'all, this still like brings so many memories back for me because no amount of help that I got was enough until I really stepped out of my comfort zone. And like anyone listening to this, if you have children going through this or you're going through this, I am such a firm believer in stepping out of your element and getting therapy that's not inside of a hospital because hospital therapy honestly made me feel like I was crazy. Like I had a mental illness and like, I just like wasn't human. Depression is human. Anxiety is human. It's okay to feel that way. And being in touch with nature and like kind of just, you know, not having a cell phone or a mirror or anything and just being like one with the earth and one with myself. It honestly really helped me figure out who Savannah Boda is. Um, I didn't have anyone else telling me who I was other than like my own soul. And I, I mean, I could scream it from the moon tops, like mountaintops, like I don't think I'd still be alive if I didn't go through that. And I mean, I know that's really heavy, but it's the God's honest truth. No, I think I, I appreciate you sharing that because I think it's really, really important. Um, honestly, two parts. I think that everybody experiences anxiety and depression differently. And so your experience with it and somebody else's experience with it is going to be different. But I 100% wholeheartedly believe that we should normalize it. So anyway, thank you for sharing oh, that. I love like, you. <laughs> so 
I'm going to share mine. Um, it's also heavy. I think the biggest thing for me is just letting people know that the moments that I look the happiest in my pictures are probably the moments that I was the most unhappy. And Jessica can vouch for this because she took on like literally my business while I was struggling with this the most. And, um, I want a Jessica, like she's literally the best. And, and it's, it's like, I can't even talk about it without, it's hard because, you know, like with these podcasts, you don't want to make it super heavy to where people are like, Oh my gosh, this is depressing. But at the same time, you're like, but we're also trying to raise awareness for depression. Because people don't want to talk about the sad stuff. They want to talk talk about about the engagements and the happiness in their life. No one wants to talk about their true feelings. So mine is like the poem of everyday depression written by Heather. So mine, I think I wrote this on 12, 7, 18, which is like two months after my divorce was finalized. And I was really just trying to figure out who I was. I think I attached myself to my ex's like family. Like that was my family. So whatever that was gone, it was like, oh my gosh, who am I? Like it took my identity. So, um, mine is a dark cloud that comes down even in a clear blue sky. You suffocate me to the point where I don't want to be alive. I wake up in the morning and prepare for the day. Then there you are in your glory and my hope fades away. Your weight, it's so heavy to the point that I can't breathe. But to the public, I'm so happy. They can't even see all of my pain, all of my sadness that you bring up constantly. You make each day a battle that I'll fight to break free. Oh, that made oh, me have tears in my eyes. Yeah, that was intense. So, and that that's not, that's, that's not something that I want people to be sad at. That's just, for me, it's to raise awareness that like literally the happiest people are going through struggles. So I just want people to know, like, be kind, be nice. Think before you Grace. speak. You don't know what people are going through. You have no idea what people are going through. And to put it into perspective, so the other part of this that I asked my followers that are going through anxiety, depression was, um, you know, what's your greatest fear related to this? And I want to give some of the answers because I feel like you guys gave these answers and they need to be heard. So some of the greatest fears that I got it holds me back from being my best. It ruins relationships, being held back from my true purpose in life, things that are out of control, um, that it controls me and I can't control it. Feeling sad the rest of my life unintentionally, um, ruining my business. I don't know how to describe it other than no one wanting me around. And being assaulted again, um, worrying about my success, being a burden, not being good enough, having to take medication for the rest of my life, um, that it will hold me back, not being able to take, oh, well, no, sorry, this was a guy that reached out to not being able to take you out. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, guy. <laughs> I was crying and then my tears started that one. I'm sorry, I you depression because <laughs> you couldn't take me out um, to pass it on to my and daughter. That's, ugh, that's the thing is people make light of it. They do. They yeah. do. And it's like uh, that's, that stuff really, really irks me. Sorry, just, guy. You're not getting a date with that. Sorry, right guy. <laughs> uh, and there's, there's a lot more of these that I want to give attention to. But the point of that is, you know, and just a couple more, like not being able to handle it to think that I'm not good enough. I'm not going to lie. Like when I have anxiety, like I also bonus suffer from panic attacks too. And I don't that's think, where, yeah, yeah, that's going to be my story when, yeah, you, when you're ready to I would, yes, definitely going to have time for that. I, the, with panic attacks, it's, it's debilitating. Like it's, it's to the point where I cannot work. Um, it's to the point where my hands are so shaky that I can't inject. And, and that was scary because it's like anxiety and depression are going to literally have such a control over my life that it's going to affect who I am. Um, 
it, it's scary. So my biggest fear is that it could take my career away and, and nobody understands that. And so, you know, just talking about these things, I feel is going to be helpful in normalizing this because nobody really understand. Like, I don't think people understood how many other people are going through way. that. Yeah, yeah it's, for sure. Like it, there, it's so relatable. Um, so I do want to hear your story. I'm going to wait till Savannah comes back to pee because she has a bladder like I do apparently. <laughs> um, so one of the other things that I asked, which I think is very, very important is what is one thing you would tell somebody that's not suffering with anxiety, depression? What is something that you would tell them? Listen up. This is important that their support matters, that it's sad, be patient, that everyone's journey is different. Don't judge mine. Be compassionate and slow to speak. Practice empathy, that this comes in all shapes and sizes. Don't dismiss it as a tantrum, mm. that it's real and don't judge if you haven't been there that every day is different, that saying just stop worrying is not effective. Yeah, it's not a switch, guys. It's not. <laughs> Be happy. I wish you would understand that you can't just turn it off with good, with good thoughts. Being anxious does not mean I'm not happy, that it's real, that I can't turn it off. I don't want to feel this way. It's not easy to just change your way of thinking. To just be mindful that they don't get it and the best help to give can just be comfort. Just because you can't see it doesn't make it any less real. And there's many types of anxiety. Another one, you lucky son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, ask them about their lifestyle. Maybe they have a different perspective that's beneficial. Um, basically, you have no idea the battle that that is daily, the struggle, how insecure it makes you. That it's not a choice to be kind. Don't let your ignorance show through hurtful words. Be empathetic. That it's not all in my head. Just because I take medication doesn't mean I'm weak and I can't just suck it up. Yeah. That it's truly debilitating at times. Also, sometimes our energy is so drained we can't answer any more questions or make any decisions at that time. Sometimes we want to be physically alone. That it's not made up. You can't always see it. You're lucky. Take time to research it. There And there's several more. And to add on to that, I think people truly don't understand anxiety and depression and how deep it can take you. I remember being in Torchies, like just standing in line for tacos, which sounds amazing. Mm, fresh and I want that. Oh, she a velvet taco. So good. And the queso. Oh, oh. I cannot. Torchies oh. sponsor us. Oh my God. Sponsor yeah. us. And just at least one show. Come on. <laughs> so I remember standing in line and all of a sudden it felt like I was strangled mm. and my eyes just like opened up widely. And I was with, I was with, the guy that I was with at the time. And he was like, what's wrong? And I'm like, panic attack. I got to go. And I literally was in the bathroom for 45 minutes waiting yeah. for my panic attack to stop. Social anxiety. Yeah. And, and Have you ever sat in like a curled ball and were just like rocked back and forth, yeah. hyperventilating? And your hands are so shaky. Or your hands are numb and you can't feel your entire body. Yeah. Anxiety is my demon. Like I um, yeah. definitely yes. depression. Like I it definitely is. They're especially best being a mom. Yeah. You, you know, you hear about postpartum and you never think it's going to happen to you. But, um, when I had my son, I was 24, none of my siblings had kids. None of my friends had kids surprise baby. Um, had, I knew I wanted to be a mom, but like, I had no idea like when, or like what was going to be the time. And thankfully I'm still with baby daddy. Shout out Tucker. I love you so much. We're engaged now. Hey Tucker. Um, two kids later. Um, but yeah, uh, that was really, really hard. And I hadn't found myself yet. I'm a music school dropout. Um, for the people that follow me, y'all know my story. Like I 
went to college for, um, mm. I played flute and piccolo and I majored in um, performance and that, like, oh, my whole life, I thought that's what I was going to do. I was going to be like a flautist. I played at Bass Halls and Youth Orchestra Greater Fort Worth. Like that was my life set up. And then until I went to college my first year and then I was like, oh, where are the jobs at? Oh, we have to like leave the city. I have to move states. I have to move all this. And like, I have a big, small family. Like my family is all I have. Like we don't have a lot of extended family. My dad's an only child. My mom has one brother and she's from Chile. So like not a lot of people. So it's really just me and my, I'm one out of four siblings. So like the thought of like me having kids one day and like my family not being around was terrifying to me. So I was like, man, I don't think I want to do music anymore. I totally dropped out. Um, and that was like where my, the peak of my anxiety, I was abusing drugs. I was abusing alcohol. Like I was such a good kid, like all through high school, very Christian conservative family, um, didn't do anything bad. I was very much a good girl. And then until I went to college and I like spiraled, I like did everything in the book. I, I don't, sometimes I don't know how I'm alive. I'm alive now. Or I like didn't get sent to jail. Um, it was really, really bad. Um, started waiting tables. And if y'all have ever been in the service industry, like you guys know, there's like definitely like a dark side of that where a lot of drug and drinking. Yeah. So like, I was just slowly, so like really aesthetics kind of like saved me in a weird way. Um, so yeah, uh, with my anxiety side, like I never, actually having kids gave me the worst acne I've ever had, uh, to be honest. Um, so like that was another thing, like having kids getting crazy acne, but like my anxiety was always there and I didn't know how to channel it because I'm such a sponge of emotional sponge. I absorb everybody's shit all the time. And then on top of that, I'm like a picker. I pick my face. I pick oh my, my nails. I pick dead skin. Pick I used to my like, hair, pick my nails, oh, pick my skin, pick whatever you can pick. I would bite and pick my lips until they were bloody. And then yeah, I would be like, what too. the fuck is I'm wrong? Like destruction. Oh yeah. And Tucker, he'll, he knows it. And he's really sweet about it. He'll like, he'll catch me do it. And he'll be like, Hey, like, don't pick, don't pick. Girl. And like my but mom then will notice. Like, don't tell me what to do. Yeah. Then I'm because like, it gives you a freedom. Like, I feel like when you're picking your skin, picking your cuticles or picking your hair, it's like an outlet, you, like an energy outlet. Your, your okay. mind goes completely somewhere else and you're not focusing on all the shit that no. makes you sad, depressed yeah. or anxious. Like you literally are like, it's like an alternate universe. Like it's so freeing, but then when you're finished with doing whatever you're doing, you're it's like, oh, like shit, 10 times worse than well, what you felt. It's you're, you're getting control. Like, yeah. that, like one of the soon, sometime soon, I will do a show about bulimia because I suffered with I've that with for that. like 20 years Just throwing up and it wasn't restricted it had, eating yeah it had nothing to do with my weight it had everything to do with control. what you could this control. is the moment that I could be out of control reckless but I can control it yeah. Exactly. Through because binging and purging. you can't control your depression. You can't control your anxiety. You can't control how people treat you, but you control your eating habits. You can control the way you yeah. do certain things. And it's like, it, God, Heather, like that resonates with me so much because growing up, you know, for me being a dancer and having like oh, the same. spotlight on yeah. you. Oh my God. You were dancing nine years. Oh yeah. my Mid Lord. Point and everything. I swear. Yes. Oh my I God. I am not a dancer. If you ever catch Oh, you would me. never be able to catch tell now. I have no, like <laughs> same, no same. grace. Of, I'm like, not not grace. I can't wear heels. All. You'll never see me wear heels. Yeah. Like, but I mean, honestly, like if I want to get real deep with you guys, like society makes you feel like, I mean, you're born into it. And this is something I've always said to my parents. Like I didn't ask to be born. You know, you're born, you're expected to go to school for like a million years. You go to college, you get a job, you get pregnant, you have babies, you get married mm-hmm. or you get married. Then you get pregnant, you have babies. Like life is already, yes, like life is already like oh sorted God. out yeah. for you. And like, if you episode. stray oh. from it, like it's, yeah. it's sad and it's stressful and like people judge you and like people that hate themselves the most are the biggest ones that judge us. And I mean, I've been there where I was hurt and I hurt people. And, you know, I finally came to where I decided like, you know, I'm just going to love because that's all I got in life is like, I love love you. Like I I love love you you. so much because you're like, you're, I'm going to take you under my wing because then you're (laughs) the 34 year old divorcee who had a baby at 15. You have two baby daddies and like, there's so many people out there that judge you, but something magical happens in your thirties where I'm I've been waiting for 30 since the day I was born. I mean, but, but but, fuck 30, 30 and thriving, but enjoy your collagen first of all. Yeah. But you know, in your thirties, you just get that wisdom where you just like love yourself and you you, like get over that. Kind of. I mean, there's still struggles. 
struggle. There's still struggle. Yeah. But I think in your 30s, you're more at peace with who you are. And I don't know. I'm talking like the this is the pot calling the kettle black. Like in my 30s, I'm still struggling with who I am. And I still make decisions based out of fear. But I don't think that I care so much about what people think. But it still affects me. Yeah. It still affects me. Cause I Cause like, I'm on ourselves. We're I a want, world's worst critic. I want people to love me. Like I just, I'm, I'm such me. a people oh, pleaser. And if we a, get yeah. into that, you guys, like this is something that made me change my career into aesthetics as I was a nursing school major. And I, my entire life, I have gone after broken people, damaged oh, people because same. I didn't want to deal with what was really going inside in my own heart and my own mind because it was so much easier to fix everybody else's problems except my own. And I did that forever. That's why I have the career I have. And, and that's why people yes. are attracted to that energy. Like oh, if you're girl. such a giver, oh yes. my God, they will use you, abuse you. You give everything, you pay for things, you drive yes, them around. Because you want to be loved because I don't fucking exactly. love myself. And I'm going to be very honest and come out and say that I don't love myself. And so I want people to powerful, love so me. Be careful, sweetie. <laughs> you you should say you love yourself love right myself. now. Say you love yourself. Because, I like, love myself. But I you guys. I am a badass. 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 I'm a badass bitch. So I, I feel like for this episode we've accomplished everything that we need to accomplish yeah. because we've raised awareness for mental health. Yep. There's so many people out there that are struggling with this and you know, people like if people they look at in your shadow, Savannah, people look at your page and they probably it, think it I is, live the best the life with my three cats and I'm the Dallas esthetician. I'm yeah. blonde. I'm cute. I'm young, but they don't know that I've gone through my entire life absolutely hating Savannah and it has taken so long and so much like self-help and like journey to like get to the place where it's like I don't love myself right now but I like myself and that's a start and that's a start I like myself and I do believe a lot of people in the world that are nurses or their career is catering to others they're the people that they need that love back the most and that's Mm -hmm. why I have the career I have because I want to feel love I thrive off of other people loving me and it helps a lot I think that a lot too because like yeah we can talk skincare all day but I didn't realize being on quarantine, like how much I love what I do and my clients and I need, yeah. and like, this sounds selfish, but like, I need them to tell me I'm awesome. Yes. Tell I need them to tell me, me that me. they that, would die without me helping their skin yes, or like their brows. And like, I yeah. have people blowing my shit up and being like, Oh my God, I didn't realize how much like I, like my brows Makes were such loved. important and yeah. like yeah. you helped me. And I was like, Oh my God, I need you. Like so, I, it's like, I think the most important part is to remember that that we're all going through struggles and exactly we're all going through it and the the biggest reason why I wanted to have this episode was to raise awareness so that other people know that they're not alone so my thing is today because I talked about a lot I opened up a lot of of things that Cancel like arms. I would normally not but Heather I think that's so important because people look at you I look at you you know being 22 years old looking at you and being like oh my god this girl had a child at 15 years old she looks beautiful every day she's in shape like she owns her own business and works for a corporate company like you see someone else and like you just think like their life must be so perfect and they must just love themselves for everything and there's, it's not uh, the truth because when I really yeah. got to know Heather like I was like okay so she feels the same way that I feel every fucking day but you know we as influencers like we put on this like persona that we're happy and that everything's good yes but it's it's not and like to honestly for me like seeing Heather be so like open and like show like that she struggled with that makes me love her even more because I'm like okay if she can do this like I can do this and that's what's so important because I hate hate with a passion influencers that go on there and pretend like everything's fine and dandy and they're perfect and like everything's awesome because it's so debilitating 
facilitating to other women and other people that follow them and think that like they're less than them. So if you're going to have an Instagram, you're going to have a platform, be real with your audience because they need that more than, you know, and also the other way around, like if you're following people that you like, cannot, like you're always comparing yourself to, and you're like, find yourself talking shit about and like all this kind of stuff, then you need to like unfollow because that's like bad juju, bad energy. Like, no, no, no. Um, get them out. You can control your feed. Also, y'all like, I know we do this as a job, so it's kind of hard for us to do that, but like y'all can see how much screen time you on Instagram. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. You. Maybe like, let's control TikTok it a little is bit. My weakness. 11 hours. <laughs> oh girl. Like same, especially when like Instagram is a job, you just end up getting lost. But that's I'm my like, biggest dang. critique as a mom. Like Tucker will kind of keep me in they check. Got be it like, together. Girl, get your phone, get off your phone, like live your life. Like stop looking at the screen and comparing yourself to everybody. Yeah. Cause we all have shit we're Stop dealing with. I comparing. promise you yeah. the Dallas esthetician is the biggest like mess you've ever met. But on oh, Instagram, girl. I look like I got my shit together, but I, I don't compare. I can compare either way. I appreciate you girls for being so Thank open you. and candid about mental health. I think it's super Any day. important. Um, the biggest thing, like the most, this is like the takeaway. If you are struggling do not struggle alone. Uh-huh. If you don't have anybody to come to, I am your person. I'm your person. DM me Same. at injector underscore Heather. I'm here for you. I will talk you through it. You have a reason. I just coming, coming out of this and, and reading my own note. I just like, I just, isn't it crazy? Look, it's like you still feel it, but it's better. It's better. It's better. It's, it's ebb and flow. Like I said, life is ebb and, and flow. And like hindsight There's, is 2020. You're like, Oh, shit. fucking next I, year. I'm all I'm going to say is hindsight is 2020. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For real. Fuck, okay. But no, we'll Anyways. totally have to get back together and yeah. actually talk like yeah. fun stuff. Skin scare, so I mean, this is so care. important skin though, care. you guys, because talk. you know, if you can hear it from a 22 year old, you can hear it from a 32 year old. You can hear it from everybody. Exactly. Like, everybody struggles. It doesn't matter what age, race, like where you live, who you are, what profession you have, like depression, anxiety is real and it's it's time to normalize it and support one another because it's, I'm done hiding in the dark. All of us are done hiding in the dark because we are stronger together. And when we talk about these issues, others don't feel so alone. hundred percent. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for joining. If you're not following Jessica, it's at Fort Worth Browse. If you're not following Savannah, what are you even doing with your life? It's <laughs> Dallas Esthetician. With an A. With an A. Follow me at injector underscore Heather. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Injector underscore Heather. Sorry, I like Leave totally her messed that review. up. Subscribe, and Sex, House Love, of and Injectables. House of Beauty. Rebranding. I appreciate you guys listening so much. I know this one was a little heavy. We're going to talk about heavy stuff every now and then, but we're also going to talk about sex too. So thank you so much for listening. I look forward to speaking with you guys again next week. See you next Tuesday because Mary's not on the other side. It's weird being on this. I know. Can you just say it? See you next Tuesday.